With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a business radio show where we talk about the craziness of small business. It's that craziness that actually makes it exciting, interesting, and totally unpredictable. This is Business Insanity Talk Radio with your host, Barry Maltz. Welcome to Business Insanity Talk Radio. This is the final word in small business. For those keeping track, this is show number 278. We're sponsored by Sage Summit, the hands-on interactive event designed to give small business owners the tools and confidence they need to succeed. If you want to learn more, go to sagesummit.com. It's also sponsored by Nextivo, provides smart business phone solutions in the cloud. When you need a unified communication solution, you'd need Nextiva. We're also sponsored by Saper Law Offices. When you absolutely require the best legal representation for your small business, talk to the attorneys at Saper Law. Well, a majority of entrepreneurs that start companies will fail. This is despite help from a seemingly unending source of resources on the web and the books. Our next guest really knows how to succeed in a startup. Guy Kawasaki is the chief evangelist at Canva, an online graphic design tool. Formerly, he was advisor to Motorola, Motorola Business Unit of Google and chief evangelist at Apple. He's also the author of some fantastic books called Ape, What the Plus, Enchantment, and nine other books. Guy, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me back. Well, how'd you get involved with Canva? Tell us about that first. I love social media, so I'm posting all the time. And one of the things that I figured out is a post with a large picture, 500 pixels wide, gets more attention and more engagement than something that's pure text. So myself and the people who help me with my social media, we have a rule that we always add a picture or embed a video. And one of the things we used to embed this or create this picture was a product called Canva. And we fell in love with it. And one day, the people from Canva sent me a tweet uh, asking me if uh, we could get in touch and we could talk. And uh, one thing led to another, and the next thing you know, I'm working for them. So, so now you're, you have this new online class called The Art of the Start, Turning High Ideas to High Growth Businesses. You've been talking about The Art of the Start for many years. Why do an online class? I want to do an online class because something you know, there are readers in the world and there are listeners in the world, and there are watchers in the world. And with this online class, I think we can reach a new kind of uh, entrepreneur that doesn't necessarily want to read a book. And in a few minutes, we try to give the gist of how to start a company and how to make a company scale uh, based on a lot of uh, hard-earned lessons. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs out there are also parents, and of course, we're hoping that the future of all education is online. What do you think? Do you think that it's eventually going to take over actually physically going to college? I have my doubts about that. I, in fact, I think that would be a shame because lots of the value of going to college is, is not necessarily the class mm -hmm. as much as getting out of home and 
you know, having to fend for yourself and having to wake yourself up and discipline yourself and, you know, do all those kind of things. So if, if everybody just lived with their parents, Right. Uh, until they're, I don't know, 50, uh, I think it would be a different world. <laughs> that, that would be a so, problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. So I think a lot of the value of going to college is getting it's, the hell out so, of the house. It's the social yeah. stuff, right? Of yeah. course, us yeah. parents just wish it didn't cost so darn much, right? Well, mm. yeah, that's true. That, that, that's the way it is. Uh, luckily, my both my boys are going to uh, California State Schools. Excellent. <laughs> so that excellent. So I want to talk about some of the video lessons you're doing because I think it's really important. One was called Why Meeting Matters More Than Money because a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they see what happens with WhatsApp or Instagram. They go, I want to be just like them. I want to get rich. But that can be detrimental, can it? Yes. The primary and best motivation for starting a company, in my humble opinion, is the desire to make the world a better place, to make meaning, to add to people's lives. And if you do that because you have democratized information like Google or you've democratized computing like Apple or you've democratized design like Canva, then one of the natural outcomes of delivering such value is that you make money. Mm-hmm. But if all you want to do is make money, then you should probably just go be a scumbag investment banker and call it a day. <laughs> well, one of the things that you've heard a lot over the years you've been doing this is you've gotten a lot of pitches from a lot of small business owners. And one of the things you're going to be teaching is the step-by-step formula for successful VC pitch. Where does it start? It starts with a good reality. Uh, you know, Many people are trying to put lipstick on a pig. And uh, this is called Guy's Golden Touch, which is not uh, whatever I touch turns to gold. That is not true. Guy's Golden Touch is whatever is gold the guy touches. Exactly. So the best pitch is really no pitch. The best pitch is uh, a demo of a prototype or a site or a product that's actually working even better, that's actually for sale. And you know, as opposed to a PowerPoint pitch, that, you know, every PowerPoint pitch says that we have a a uh, world-class team with a world-class technology and a growing market. And we all and no get one rich, has... guy. R- guy, we all get rich in year five, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, no one has ever come to me and said, our team sucks, we have you know, lousy technology, and we're in a small market. And, and, and it cannot be that everybody has a world-class team because there's not that many world-class people. So a lot of it is just showing up with a great product or service I can also give you more tips. You know, let's assume that you do that, which is 95% of the action. Right. Uh, the other 5% is showing up at the right place. That is doing the research to figure out that you know, yes, this venture capitalist firm uh, is interested, doesn't have a conflict. You know, to do some research, not not to just say, oh, uh, can you tell us more about your your partnerships so we can figure out if we're appropriate to you. I mean, that's a little stupid and shows total lack of preparation. You know, one of the things that you're going to be talking about, which I think is really important, is you're going to talk about how do you actually tell the company's story? Because I think that storytelling is so important, but so many business owners don't know how to do it, right? Yes. Lots of business owners believe that they have to use words like patent pending, curve jumping, paradigm shifting, carrier class, enterprise scalable, you know, stuff. And the problem with using those adjectives is basically every company uses those adjectives to describe what they do. Um, you know, just like a company never shows up and says we have a lousy team, lousy technology, and a lousy market, every company shows up using those same adjectives about their product. 
And so uh, basically none of that matters because everybody says it. It would be better if, you know, if, if 99.9% of the company showed up saying we have a sucky product, then if you show up and you say you have a good product, well, you know, you, that's news. So the, the key here is you know, how can you prove that you have a good product? And truly the only proof is that customers are already using your product. And now you might ask, well, how do you build a product to get money if you, if you need money to build a product? You know, which comes first? And my answer to that is today's world, it's a lot less necessary to get money because, you know, infrastructure is free or cheap. You're not buying servers Absolutely. anymore. And pe- people are virtual. You know, you don't have to rent real estate anymore. You can get people all over the world. Marketing is free or cheap with social media. And, uh, to add to this, there's this beautiful thing called crowdfunding where you post on Indiegogo or, or Kickstarter. Um, so this is a different world. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a story that you've heard maybe recently from a company you thought, God, this is really a good story? Well, well the best story is the story that I'm risking my life on right now, which is Canva. Right. So you know, they're about, uh, they, sh- they opened up for use in August of this year. There are now a half million registered users. There's about, uh, I think, two and a half million designs have been created. Wow. Uh, you know, anybody who needs to make graphics and doesn't want to master and pay for a very high-end product, I mean, Canva is the place. Wow, it's really a great story. Now, I did want to mention, if you want to enroll in the class, it's www.skillshare.com slash Kawasaki. But tell us about the contest you're having, which I think could really be critical for a couple of winners. Yes, we are uh, offering our expertise for some winners. Uh, we want to have people create this project, and then we're going to judge the project, and then we're going to give them. Well, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to reveal this, but we're going to beat the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to love it and learn a lot. Right, right, right. And that's if you win. That's right. The winners get the crap beat out of them, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Now you're also going to be yeah. joined by one of my favorite people, Bill Reichert, right? Yes. Bill Reichert is my partner in crime, and, and he's the adult supervision. He's he's got all the uh, legal skills and the finance skills, and you know he does legal finance and all that, and I do all the marketing, evangelism, you know that kind of stuff. And guy, what do you hope at the end of this course that that startup entrepreneurs will learn? I hope they'll learn about the about being realistic, about you know what people truly want to hear, what truly people are looking for. Not, uh, you know, just the usual that you hear, uh, you know, about a proven team in a proven market with a proven technology. Because quite frankly, if you were a proven team in a proven market with proven technology, you probably would not have to raise money. Right. What are you doing so, here, so, Guy? Yeah, Guy, it's exactly. always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people learn more about you and to follow you and what you're up to? Oh, that is a seemingly... Uh, simple question has a complex answer really most of my day-to-day activities are on social media so right. it would be at uh, google plus at guy kawasaki i i also own GuyKawasaki.com, but that's more brochure wear right. and if you want to see what i'm dedicating my life to it's canva c-a-n-v-a.com we'll be right back stuck in traffic We've got the answer from the ChicagoRadioDeals.com Traffic Center. 
I'm Maria Arnold with your look at traffic. Good news on Metra Electric. Trains traveling to Chicago and University Park have been given clearance to operate between Madison and University Park. In other words, inbound and outbound trains are now operating on their normal schedule. In Hanover Park, we have an accident at Stearns and County Farm. In Oswego, serious accident has eastbound Route 71 blocked at Orchard. Southbound on the Tri-State after Cermak crews cleared an earlier accident with injuries. On the inbound Dan Ryan, it's heavy traffic from 18th Street up to the Circle. It's about 25 minutes to downtown from 95th. Otherwise, things moving along pretty well on the expressways and tollways. The Edens is clear, 19 minutes, both directions between Lake Hook and the Junction. Chicago weather currently 79 degrees with a few clouds overnight, the low 70 and mostly cloudy. Next update in 15 minutes on AM 560, The Answer. This summer. While the rest of Chicago is enjoying the outdoors, there will be those wrongly diagnosed with agoraphobia locked away inside their homes. It's not crowds or leaving a safe place they fear. It's being without AM560, the answer, and all the news, traffic, weather, opinion, and insight. Hey, pitch the Prozac. Download the AM560 mobile app and re-enter society with the confidence that AM560, the answer, will be wherever you go. Now, if it's clowns or spiders you fear, stay inside they're everywhere out there. Mandy, how are you? So I heard you and Kyla started your own yoga studio. Congrats. Hi, Janice. Yeah, we've been talking about starting our own business for years. It's called Sunlight Yoga. You should definitely come check it out. Wow, yeah, I definitely will. So are you two a partnership or LLC or what? Well, we really don't have any official organization like that. We are just a small business. Well, yeah, but aren't you afraid of someone getting hurt at your studio? You don't want to be personally liable for that, do you? Well, no, I guess I haven't really thought about that. Speaking from my own experience, starting my own interior decorating company, there are so many things you have to figure out when it comes to starting your own business. Maybe you're right. Do you know any good lawyers? Sure. Safer Law Offices. They specialize in this kind of law. They can help you form your business organization, register your trademark, and draft all of your contracts and agreements you'll need to set up your business for success. For able and experienced small business lawyers and affordable, accessible legal services, call Saper Law Offices at 312-527-4100 or visit Saper Law at saperlaw.com. These days, going to the dentist can be practically painless. Gee, that didn't hurt a bit. Until they hand you the bill. Ow! Because if you don't have dental insurance, you could be spending a lot of money. Even just a simple cleaning can cost over $100. And other procedures like crowns and root canals can cost you hundreds more. But now you can get dental insurance for less than a dollar a day. Real dental insurance that can cover over 300 procedures. Everything from cleanings and fillings to crowns and dentures. To have a free information kit mailed directly to you, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-700-1866. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired or on Medicare. You can see any dentist you choose and never pay a deductible. This is the pain-free way to get coverage for less than a dollar a day. For your free information kit with all the details, call 1-800-700-66, 1-800-700-1866. Stick around and get your small business unstuck. More of Business Insanity Talk Radio with Barry Maltz. Now on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back. Do manners really matter anymore Does it matter if you're on time for a meeting or a call? Has social media and email really made casual the new black? My next guest is Peter Post. 
He's the great-grandson of Emily Post, the managing director of the Emily Post Institute. As a creator of the Emily Post Business Etiquette Seminars, he leads business seminars for companies both in the U.S. and abroad. He's the author of New York Times bestselling book, Essential Manners for Men. He writes a weekly question-answer business etiquette advice column called Etiquette at Work that appears in the Boston Sunday Globe. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Barry. Is, is casual the new black? <laughs> Well, casual certainly is, in terms of informality, that's certainly a part of the of the new look in the business world and in the general world, for that fact. But um, but are we uh, too casual? That's what I mean. Yeah, you can get too casual. Um, and and the reason we know these things matter and that they continue is, is that when we do something like we're too casual and suddenly we have to apologize, um, that's when we realize that there are some standards and things out there that do make a difference, and that's what those manners are and why they help us. I thought what was really interesting is, you know, what people wear to work. You know, when I had my last company, you know, I had worked at IBM, and I didn't want to have a dress code and blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, you can wear anything you want to work. It doesn't matter. We're a mail-order company. And people started to come in bathing suits and flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, I think that there's a difference between casual and, and or business informal or business casual and then, um, well, as you explained it, uh, bathing suits and flip-flops. And uh, you always want to be ready to be able to represent yourself and your company company no matter who happens to walk through that door and it may be the next really big client and they may be impressed by you being dressed appropriately but very unimpressed if you really were in that uh, bathing suit or flip-flops. Well the updated version of the book is called Etiquette Advantage in Business. Do you think that people's behavior at work is governed by what they wear? I think, you know, I think clothes do make a difference. I think when people are dressed up and they're a little more formal, I think it helps them to feel a little more professional, and I do think that makes a difference. And one of the things we see in the business world today is, is a return to a little bit more formality in the clothing that people are wearing. Uh, instead of a, a casual Friday, now I'm hearing about companies that are actually having a dress-up Friday. <laughs> That's right, exactly. It's just <laughs> the opposite. I think one of your observations in the book is fascinating because you talk about how so, and social networking, that your image really should be consistent on your business and personal sites. Discuss that for a bit. It's, it, one of the things that people do when they get onto social networking sites, they have to set up a profile. And when they set up that profile, um, sometimes their profile doesn't really reflect exactly who they are. Maybe they're a little bit more uh, uh, fun-loving or casual or uh, take a different look at life in general than they would in their professional world. And what happens is, is, is that a person who sees that image as the first image online then meets the person and sees a different person than the person online. Now there's a, uh, a lack of congruency between the two, and all of a sudden there's a question about, trust um, because when you do have the same image online that is you as a person that builds trust in people that they can count on you the way that you're representing yourself so as we've always talked in this show you got to be careful about what you're what you're posting I find it's also very interesting to talk about how there are really right now four generations in the workplace at the same time how does that that really has got to make this whole idea of managers etiquette really go crazy it does because people who were, you know, of, of the generation of World War II and before 1945, they have different thoughts and opinions about 
what's important at work, how, how you view work, uh, how they communicate compared to, say, a millennial. Um, you know, a classic example for me is myself. I, I'm a baby boomer, and I, I like to work on the telephone. Uh, if somebody has something important to tell me, please call me up because I'm going to respond the best and fastest that way. But a millennial may well respond and, and answer and, be, and, and do the most important text best by texting. So if I have a millennial working for me, it may be better for me to do a text type of a, of a of a communication with that person, then it would be for me to call them. But vice versa, I've told people, you know, I'll, I'll get people who call me, and they say, I sent you an email two hours ago. You That's didn't right, exactly. it. And I exactly. go, because I don't look at my email all the time. <laughs> and so, Peter, we're not really going to solve this new generations. I, I assume we just need to be aware of this. Exactly. And that's what's so important about etiquette, is to be more aware of how your actions affect the people around you. And what can you do as a result of that to make a choice that's not just good for you, but that builds the relationship at the same time. So let's talk about dining etiquette. I remember when I was in college, you know, I wasn't brought up very highbrow, but I was dating a girl who was pretty highbrow, and she make, made me go through eating lessons, like how I was to hold the fork and the, the knife and the spoon and things like that. Do table manners still matter these days? Uh, funny enough, I think table manners are probably the thing that person in business, as well as non-business, but in business, gets judged by as much as by any other type of manner in the book. Um, people look at you when you're eating, and if you do things appropriately, uh, that, goes, that, that reflects well on you. If you hold a fork a certain way as opposed to like you're about to stab somebody with it, okay? Uh, if, you, if you know which equipment is yours, which parts of the table setting are yours, if, you, if your focus is on the person and on getting those things right, people immediately are, in, are thinking about the, the content of the of the conversation rather than why is he doing that? Doesn't he know how to represent himself? We have businesses ask us all the time to come and do dining etiquette for their people because the people aren't representing them well at lunch or at dinner and they're losing business as a result of it. Yeah, I think you can tell a lot by having, you know, breaking bread or sharing some kind of meal. I think it's also interesting when you cover in the book this whole idea of BYOD, bring (laughs) your own device. That really makes it a mess because you're not just getting a company-issued device anymore. So what kind of behavior governs that? I think the main thing, to, you know what the main thing to go with that is? You need to be really careful when you sign a terms of use agreement with your company that that terms of use agreement does or doesn't give them the right to wipe your phone if you leave the company. Because if it's your personal phone, you've got all your personal stuff on it, and they wipe it. You've just lost not just your business stuff, but your other stuff. Now, there's, there's coming out ways to just be able to wipe the business stuff. But be very careful of that terms of use. That's the first and most important thing to keep in mind. Um, and the second thing to keep in mind is there's a, when you're using your personal device and you're getting emails and stuff from both your friends and, and your work, um, you're combining work and personal all into one place. And a lot of people today like to have a separate work device, a work uh, account for their email and, and all of that from their personal. And, and be careful that in using your device at work, you're still keeping a, a, you know, that kind of a brick wall, if you will, between personal and business on that device. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Now, as people travel around the world, customs are different. Obviously, everybody is not American. <laughs> well, how do I prepare for that? Because if you don't prepare, you really can get in some pretty deep doo-doo, right? You sure can. I think there's several things that you want to look at when you're, when you're preparing for it. First of all, you want to find out what, what kind of laws and customs there are in the, in the 
country you're going to. You know, if you go to Saudi Arabia, you don't want to even pocket on the plane one of those little bottles of liquor to take to your room later on. You you could literally, I know a guy who ended up in jail for five days and got kicked out of the country afterwards for doing that. It's scary stuff. So know what the rules are. And it's not just the liquor. One of the ones to be careful of is your prescription drugs. You may have a prescription drug that's perfectly okay in the United States, but maybe a banned substance in another country. And if you have prescription drugs you're taking, make sure that they're not going to suddenly cause you problem when you enter another country. So both alcohol and drugs, be very careful of those. Laws, be careful of those. Be aware of how people look at time. In some countries, like the United States, we're very much about being on time. But in another country... Well, not in my maybe, family, Peter. Yeah. You've got to talk to my wife. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in another country, maybe uh, half an hour late, and nobody's going to bat an eyelash. Or they may eat dinner at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night instead of at 7 o'clock, like we do here. Be aware of those kinds of changes in, in the culture so that when you get there, you're prepared to be able to... Um, take part in the culture the way that they live and what they do. So, Peter, the last question I wanted to ask you is, what is the biggest mistake do you find these days that people make in business from an etiquette standpoint? I think probably the biggest mistake people make today is that they don't recognize the difference between what is a public communication and a private mm, communication. Sure. And then they send that, that, that private thing that they intended to only go for a few people or to one person, and suddenly it's out there for the whole world to see it. And the, the, the results of that are devastating in some, in some cases. So the difference between public and private, ask yourself if what you're about to email somebody or text them or leave even as a voicemail, you could put that message up on a bulletin board for anyone to read, because if you can't, if you wouldn't want to do that, then don't email it or text it or put it in a voicemail. And the best way is to assume that everything you do is going to be public. Yeah, and that's a big difference today from, I sure think, is. before the technological digital age. It sure is. It uh, sure is. Well, Peter, we're out of time for this segment. Where can people get a copy of the book, Etiquette Advantage in Business, and get in touch with you? Go right to emilypost.com, and there's a link right there at our bookstore on the, on the emilypost.com. We'd love to have people go there. They can also ask questions there at our Edipedia and our daily, our, uh, the Etiquette Daily. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Great. Pleasure to talk to you. We're going to be right back with more Business Annie Talk Radio. This is AM560, The Answer. So I'm sure you're wondering how it is we deliver two newscasts an hour filled with the latest information from around the world, along with local news, traffic, and weather. The truth is, you don't want to know. It's kind of like watching a video about how hot dogs are made. Then you never want to eat another hot dog again. And you definitely don't want to know what happens when we bring you a breaking story as it's happening. Just go on chewing your hot dog with news updates twice an hour at AM560. The answer. Fox News Radio, I'm Karen McHugh. A hundred U.S. soldiers and Marines are on their way to the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad as Sunni militants continue their advance on the Iraqi capital. President Obama pledges no boots on the ground to help counter the upheaval. Talk of the crisis was topic number one on the Sunday shows. Former National Security Advisor Tom Donilon on CBS's Face the Nation says Iraqi Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki turned down U.S. help. They resisted uh, our, by the way, our getting involved deeply in their security issues up until about a year ago when this problem obviously stared them in the face and they saw that they needed help. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel says the president is considering possible military options for Iraq. Fox News Radio's Tonya J. Powers. A pair of house fires in Newark, New Jersey, kills six in one home. This entire community today is grieving. We all are mourning at this great loss. Evelyn Williams lives in the neighborhood. Investigators do not suspect foul play. Fox News, we report, you decide. 
How can you get from here to there? We've got the answer from the ChicagoRadioDeals.com Traffic Center. I'm Maria Arnold with your look at traffic. Good news on Metra Electric. Trains traveling to Chicago and University Park have been given clearance to operate between Madison and University Park so that earlier medical emergency in the rail yard has been taken care of. Inbound and outbound trains are now operating on a normal schedule on Metra Electric. In Oswego, Route 71 is blocked at Orchard with a serious accident. No accidents on the expressways and tollways on the inbound Dan Ryan. It's heavy on the ramp to the outbound Eisenhower. The delay starts around Roosevelt. The Edens is clear, 19 minutes both directions between Lake Cook and the Junction. The Kennedy's also moving well at 20 minutes both ways between O'Hare and downtown. Express lanes are flowing outbound. Chicago weather currently 79 degrees with a few clouds overnight to low 70 and mostly cloudy. Tomorrow the high 81. Next update in 15 minutes on AM5 60 the answer. You've already upgraded your cell phone to a smart device, which lets you use the Internet to be more productive on the go. But what about your desk phone? Nextiva is a smart business phone system in the cloud. With a simple setup through an Internet connection, you can soon have access to your office communications wherever you are. Stay seamlessly connected with clients and stay more mobile than ever before for just one low monthly cost. Give your business more than just a basic desk phone. Visit Nextiva.com or call 800 799 0600 to learn more today. Next Diva. Simplifying your business communications. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. If you'd like to join more conversations like those you hear on the show, then you'll want to check out the 2014 SAGE Summit. This highly interactive conference will give you the insights, tools, and confidence your small business or mid-sized business needs to succeed. You'll discover new ways to boost growth, improve efficiency, and tackle challenges like health care, talent management, and data security. It all happens at the end of July in Las Vegas. Visit SAGESummit.com to learn more. Use the code BARRY to register for just three forty nine. As a small business owner, you wake every morning feeling like you're on a never-ending hamster wheel. Your energy and interest are waning. You've tried many things to turn your business around, but you've failed. You and your business are literally stuck. You keep looking for that magic bullet that will be the tipping point to take it to the next level. Sound familiar? You're not alone. And help is on the way. Read Barry's new book, How to Get Unstuck, 25 Ways to Get Your Business Growing Again. It reveals the 25 most common reasons why companies get stuck and how to fix them. Go to BarryMoltz.com. If you're the mother of a child with behavior problems, I'd like to talk to you. My name is Janet Lehman. I'm a behavioral therapist and a mom. I know what it's like when the child you love becomes a defiant, out-of-control child who disrespects you. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the program that tens of thousands of moms are now using to turn around their child's behavior. If you've heard about the Total Transformation and wondered if it will work for you, now you can try it for free. I'm willing to give away a 1,000 programs today for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. I know the total transformation works because I used these techniques with my own son and with troubled kids for over 30 years. Let me prove to you that it works by giving you the program for free. Call now, 1-800-753-4574, 1-800-753-4574. That's 1-800-753-4574. Now, 
back to Business Insanity Talk Radio. It's time to get your small business unstuck on AM560, The Answer. Once again, here's Barry Maltz. Welcome back. My coach and mentor, Victoria Labam, has a great bit where she says that people compete and how busy they are. You'll say you're busy. Someone else will say you're, they're busy crazy. You'll say, no, I'm busy crazy nuts. The question isn't really how busy we are. It's are we really being productive during our day? Here to discuss it is Catherine Morgan. She's the founder of Point A to Point B Transitions. She's a business consultant, two consultants, and a career transition coach, helping professionals to stay focused and on track, an experienced independent consultant, former employee of three of the former big five consulting firms, Catherine combines business strategy development with accountability coaching. Her productivity tips and career transition have been featured on WGN 720 AM and on Chamber Chatter with Donna Saul on WCHE 1520 in the Philadelphia area. Catherine speaks frequently on topics related to productivity, small business, entrepreneurship, and career transition. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Barry. this idea of productivity is a perennial, perennial issue because people are busy, but they're not productive. You say that productivity is the secret sauce. Talk about that. Productivity is the secret sauce. It's important in our business, important in our life, and I am on the mission to banish the word crazy busy. I think <laughs> the new normal. <laughs> no, no, seriously, the new normal is uh, we are all crazy busy. And when someone says that to you, don't you roll your eyes? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So let's just take that as a baseline and say, okay, we're all crazy busy. So what have you been doing? Exactly. And that's the question. What are you really doing with your day? So, Catherine, how do people start to get more of the day if they want to get control over it? Because, you know, people start off their day looking at face mail or, or face mail, good, Facebook or email or something like that. And then all of a sudden they're looking at who they dated in high school and half their day's gone. How do you get control of that? Okay, I'm going to use face mail. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, okay, I just did my productivity talk in LA and it's completely bombed in the room. But the first thing I tell people is stop watching TV. It's not popular, but if you really think that you don't have any time or enough time, that's the first place to look. The second place to look is to do what I call a time leaks inventory. So your time leaks through things. And if you keep track of your time over, say, a longer period, like a week or two, you will see where you're diving into these dark holes. You know, you call it sometimes the worldwide waste of time. Right. Um, You know, Internet surfing, games, emails, some patterns will start emerging if you do an inventory of where you're spending your time. So those are the two first places to look if you say, I really don't have enough time. And that's really, I believe, Catherine, it's really a fallacy because you do have the time to get things done that you want to get done, not necessarily you should to get done. And a lot of people create these giant to-do lists. Do to-do lists work? To-do lists are really important. The trick is to make a sane one in an insane world. When you get things out of your head, you can stay out of overwhelm. Overwhelm immediately starts when you don't know, uh, you know, everything's swimming in your head. But once you have your giant to-do list, there's a way to tackle it. So, you know, as the unstuck guy, I'm pretty sure you'd say, do the most important thing first, you know, the fast path to the cash. Absolutely. But that's not always how we can do. The human mind is a little strange, and we have to go at things a different way. There's always that Mark Twain quote, you know, eat a live frog first thing in the morning, and nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. 
apologies to vegetarians, but that always gets a laugh in the room because it's such a great image. You know, around tax time, we dread getting our information together for our accountants. We dread making the call to the accountant to make the appointment. And then that's in front and center in our head, and we just can't seem to get past that. So sometimes doing that first, you get this, and then nothing, you know, everything else sort of falls into place. Kevin, so many people are overwhelmed, right? They just freeze up. So how do you get past being overwhelmed? Yeah, there's a couple ways you can do that. So you're looking at um, your to-do list. You've gotten it out of your head. You've captured it on paper. Um, Gamification works for a reason. We can look at the to-do list, and it's giant, but there's maybe 10 things on there that we can just check off immediately. Um, it take a couple minutes or, you know, maybe less. And then we feel like we're building some momentum, and that momentum then carries over to tackle the bigger things. You can also try, you know, gauging your enthusiasm. Look at your list and say, which gets me most excited to do? And then you get the enthusiasm going, which also builds momentum. So, you know, in all the tips we've talked about, the trick is to do something that's going to get you some momentum that can then carry you into the other stuff that's maybe less savory. All right, so last question I have for you is, what is the biggest productivity mistake that business owners make and how do you fix it? Believing your own (laughs) 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 So, yeah. The the trick is, um, you know, I can give myself the best snow job in the world as to why I wasn't able to do something. If you're a solo business owner, and I tend to only work with solo business owners, um, you don't have the accountability of a partner or or employees or other people depending on you. So you need to set up something in place that keeps you accountable, either a buddy, an accountability group, an accountability coach. and, and you have to be realistic. So and people we got, are not hard enough right. on themselves. Some people are too hard on themselves, given the other things that are going on in their life. Right. Or like we started out saying, they're thinking being busy equals being productive, which it doesn't. The holy grail of productivity is accountability, Barry. Well, Catherine, thanks so much for being on the show. Where can people get in touch with you? Uh, my company, point A to point B, transitions.com. We'll be right back. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer from the ChicagoRadioDeals.com Traffic Center. I'm Maria Arnold with your look at traffic. In Hanover Park, there's an accident at Stearns and County Farm. In Oswego, eastbound Route 71 is blocked at Orchard with a crash. And southbound on the Tri-State after Cermak, there was an earlier accident with injuries, but it was never blocking any lanes. On Metra Electric, outbound trains traveling to University Park will not operate past Madison due to a medical emergency that occurred at the University Park Rail Yard. Shuttle buses will accommodate riders on the inbound side trains will originate at Madison. On the CTA Blue Line, some trains are delayed due to an earlier fire at the Division Station, and as a result, on the near north side, there's some fire activity at Division in Milwaukee. Chicago weather, currently 81 degrees and mostly cloudy. Tonight, the low 70 with a chance of thunderstorms. Tomorrow, the high 81. Next update in 15 minutes on AM560, The Answer. Your business is stuck. It's not where you thought it would be after starting it so many years ago. You're not making the money you need. Some of the reasons, it's stuck. You let today's emergencies dictate your plan. You take dangerous risks instead of calculated actions. Your customers can't find you when they're ready to buy. Your fear of rejection stops you from selling. Maybe you stop marketing as soon as your revenue increases. You hate your customers. 
you only hire employees who are weaker than you. Maybe you allow lousy employees to overstay their welcome. You think your business is only about growing sales. Learn the 25 most common reasons why companies get stuck and how to fix them in Barry's new book, How to Get Unstuck, 25 Ways to Get Your Business Growing Again. Go to BarryMoltz.com. Pick up the book. Learn the 25 most common reasons why companies get stuck and how to fix them. Get Barry's new book, How to Get Unstuck, 25 Ways to Get Your Business Growing Again. Go to BarryMoltz.com. Are you tired of being overweight? Do you struggle with food cravings? Do you get tired during the day? Do you have problems sleeping at night? Do you exercise but still find it hard to lose weight? Have you tried every new diet out there? Does your body look and metabolize like everyone else's? Of course it doesn't. So you don't need a one-size-fits-all diet. You have individual needs. It's time you had some individual answers for your weight loss concerns. If you're ready for some answers, then go to LincolnParkWeightLoss.com and register for a free weight loss seminar from Errant Healthcare. They'll teach you how to finally lose weight and keep it off. Seating is limited at each seminar, so go to LincolnParkWeightLoss.com now or call 312-640-2020 to register for this free informative weight loss seminar. Brought to you by Dr. Richard Arendt at Lincoln Park Weight Loss. Visit LincolnParkWeightLoss.com now or call 312-640-2020. Now, back to Business Insanity Talk Radio. It's time to get your small business unstuck on AM560. The answer, once again, here's Barry Maltz. Welcome back. You know, you and I are very much alike. During my many years of running my own company, I had to deal with the challenges of a business that just wasn't going anywhere. For me, it was the moment of truth, and it was a painful realization. My business had flatlined, and I had no idea had to breathe new life into it. Does, does this sound familiar to you? You know, it was especially difficult for me since my customers were not getting the service I was so passionate about delivering to them. Secondly, and probably most importantly, I wasn't making any money. Finally, my stuck business literally was sucking the life out of me. This was not exactly the way that I thought my business would turn out after reading all of those books. Well... It's kind of normal, sort of. During the life cycle of every single business owner, they get stuck from time to time. Do any of these things sound familiar? Take a listen. Your sales won't budge in spite of your best efforts. It doesn't get much more frustrating than this. You have few new leads to customers coming in, and customers keep just fading away. You're burned out, and you're completely exhausted. It's no longer fun, and your family is starting to suffer as well. You've got to get off the roller coaster. I know what it's like to ride this entrepreneurial roller coaster. I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be like that. I've had my ups and downs. I finally cracked the code at getting unstuck and moving your business forward. Over the years, I have worked with hundreds of corporations and small business clients to help identify the sticking points in their systems so they can take their business to the next level. Throughout the decades of running my own businesses, I've identified six major areas where almost every small business inevitably gets stuck. This is the year that your business gets unstuck. As you journey through my breakthrough training series, I'm going to show you fast and easy and permanent solutions to get unstuck. Each module includes a guided 
PowerPoint presentation, a voice recording of me presenting this materials in front of a live audience, downloadable lesson notes, downloadable homework assignments, and audio recordings of the 100 best of Business Insanity Talk Radio over the last five years. Whether you learn best by watching, listening, or reading, there is a format for you. I've made it very easy for you to absorb the material and develop a clear plan of action of moving forward. There are six steps to a better business. This is what I'm going to guarantee you throughout this course. First module is about find new customers and grow the ones you got. You know the drill. When business is booming, you ignore sales and marketing, and then business slows down, and as a result, you go do sales and marketing. This is a hamster wheel to nowhere. Your business remains flatlined and stuck as long as you stay on what I call the double helix treadmill. I'll show you how to grow your business by tossing out the old paradigms and traditional sales techniques through my easy-to-follow step-by-step guide. I'm going to show you how to increase the revenue of your business without ever having to sell again. Module number two is finding money to manage your business. Because guess what? It's already there. As a small business owner, there's a great joke. It says, I sleep like a baby. I go to bed early and wake up at midnight screaming my head off. Does that sound familiar? Cash flow keeps a lot of small business owners up at night. We've all felt the crunch of following the Great Recession. Cash flow has slowed to a trickle. Bank financing is almost impossible. And customers, well, they're just taking longer to pay their bills. I have found that only 5% of small business owners actually understand the secrets to overcoming the cash crunch. Learning this module will always have cash to run your business. Module number three, building a team that lasts. One of the most difficult elements of growing a business is hiring and then holding on to the right employees. A good rule of thumb is to be slow to hire and quick to fire. Unfortunately, not many business owners follow this advice. Instead, they hire the first person that fits the role. Then when the employee doesn't work out, they hesitate to fire them no matter how many team members think they are incompetent. I'm going to show you how to effectively hire, train, manage, and fire people to maximize the leverage in your business. Module number four, customer service is the new marketing. While this may surprise you, the truth is that customer service is your biggest marketing tool. In this age of social media, traditional advertising really has become meaningless, and people are looking for earned media based on buyer's recommendations. In this module, I'll teach you how to create an effective customer service manifesto so your customer can be served at every level of your organization. Module number five, you've got to break that social media addiction. It's no secret. The World Wide Web can be a worldwide waste of time. Most small businesses have no idea what they're doing. I'll show you how to make sure you use social media as your new marketing voodoo. Module number six, the real trick to all of this is boosting your productivity. Recent studies have indicated that multitasking can cause brain damage. At the very least, it prevents you from doing what you do best. It certainly doesn't allow you to get things done effectively. You see, here's the thing. Your employees will mimic the way you work. You could soon have a team filled with inefficient, multitasking workers all running around tracing their tails, chasing their tails. Get the picture. I'm going to uncover ways to get more done in half the time. I'm going to make sure that you're productive, not just busy. If you want to be part of this wonderful program, go to www.barrymoltz.com slash unstuck. Use the special value code 50 off W-I-N-D and get 50% off the price. 
You'll learn the exact steps you need to take today to move your business to the next level. I guarantee it. So if this is the year that you are really committed to getting your business unstuck and you still have some questions about how it can absolutely positively change the way you do business, give me a call. I make available to all our business listeners a 15-minute free audit of your business and how I can help you get unstuck. The number is 773-837-8250, available to the first five callers. I guarantee this is your year. Hey, Bill, so my secretary tells me you have concerns about one of your employees. So I think one of my employees stole some really sensitive information. What kind of information are you talking about? Customer lists, confidential financial data. Did you take measures to secure that information and limit employee access to it? Yes, I did. Then it might be a trade secret. You should definitely consult a lawyer. Know your rights. Protect your business. Call Saper Law Offices at 312-527-4100 or visit Saper Law at saperlaw.com. As a small business owner, you wake every morning feeling like you're on a never-ending hamster wheel. Your energy and interest are waning. You've tried many things to turn your business around, but you failed. You and your business are literally stuck. You keep looking for that magic bullet that will be the tipping point to take it to the next level. Sound familiar? You're not alone. And help is on the way. Read Barry's new book, How to Get Unstuck, 25 Ways to Get Your Business Growing Again. It reveals the 25 most common reasons why companies get stuck and how to fix them. Go to BarryMolds.com. Every month, Heather Cook helps dozens of people file claims for life insurance bought through SelectQuote. The stories she tells are inspiring. Like this one about Joe, a 39-year-old research analyst. Joe was healthy, but with a wife and two sons, he realized he needed life insurance just in case. Joe called SelectQuote. His agent, Scott, shopped a number of highly rated term life companies, and though Joe's budget was tight, got him a $1 million policy he could afford. Last April, Joe died from heart failure. But thanks to his life insurance through SelectQuote, his family can keep the house, and the boys can go to college. See how affordable select quote can make just in case for you. For a free quote, call 1-800-700-1773. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you say. Now, back to Business Insanity Talk Radio. It's time to get your small business unstuck on AM560, The Answer. Once again, here's Barry Maltz. Welcome back. This time every week we have our special legal segment to help small business owners navigate all the things that are going to happen to them in the legal world. Today with us is an associate of Saper Law Offices, Chris McElwain. He has handled numerous cases in state and federal court and before the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, including cases involving copyright, trademark, domain name, online defamation, and privacy law. In addition to his litigation practice, Chris frequently advises clients on the legal implications of conducting sweepstakes and other contests. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Barry. How's it going? Good. So it seems so easy. A small business has this idea. It goes, okay, I'm going to run a contest for my uh, employees. I'm going to run a contest for my customers, and I'm going to put it out there on the web. It's not so easy, is it? No, it's not. And, I mean, we sort of got into the, this line uh, pretty organically. Uh, you know, we, we never set out to be gaming attorneys necessarily, but so, so many of our clients are in, you know, marketing or social media, 
And I think what they found is that these, these sorts of promotions are just a great way to, to get the word out about people's brands. Um, and the problem with running a contest online is, you know, it's a little bit tougher than just putting a fishbowl out at your retail store and having people put their business cards in there. Because once you're running a contest online, you're kind of running it in all 50 states, and so you run up against a huge, you know, variety of state laws that regulate uh, lotteries and gambling and things like that. So, so Chris, what are the essential elements i got to have if I'm a small business and run a contest, whether it be on Facebook or my website? Well, I I would definitely uh, suggest you reach out and uh, have a lawyer look at your official rules Um, because, like I say, you know, every state has their own specific regulations about not running an illegal lottery. And what a lottery consists of generally is you're giving out a prize uh, and you're doing it by chance. Uh, and there's some sort of a consideration or payment involved. And so to run a legal sweepstakes promotion, generally what people try and do is eliminate the consideration element, meaning that they make it, you know, no purchase necessary, no payment required. Um, but in addition to that, you know, you've got a, a lot of very specific regulations that say, you know, certain things you can't do. Um, for instance, in, in many states, uh, if you're running a promotion, you, you, you have to give out all the prizes. You, you can't hold any back. Um, and there's a lot of disclosures you have to make, too. So uh, it's real important to have those, those official rules, uh, you know, looked at and make sure you're, you, you know, you're making all the disclosures you need to. The last question I had for you is what's the biggest pitfall that really small business owners run into when they're running uh, a contest? Well, a big problem I, I see people running into now is that they want to run these contests on social media. And in addition to, you know, government regulation, what you've got now is that all these different platforms will have their own terms of use, and, and they'll have guidelines about what types of promotions are okay and, and which aren't. And a, a lot of businesses aren't aware of those, and so they end up, you know, violating those rules, and, and what happens is that, you know, you risk having your account canceled halfway through the promotion. And then that can just be a real nightmare. A real nightmare. Chris, thanks for being on the show, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me, Barry. Well, that's it for this episode of Business Insanity Talk Radio. Of course, I want to thank our sponsors, Nextiva, Sage Summit, and I also want to thank Saper Law Offices. I want to thank our show producer, Debbie, behind the glass, and our booking producer, Sarah. Now, remember, this is the year for your small business to get unstuck. I know you go to sleep at night. And you sleep like a baby. You wake up at 12 o'clock screaming your head off. Small business does not have to be that way. You got into this because you wanted to make money. You wanted to fill your dream. You wanted to control your time. Give me a call at 773-935-5181 or look me up at www.barrymoltz.com slash unstuck. I will take you to the next level. We'll talk to you next week. Find Barry on the web at BarryMoltz.com. You've been listening to Business Insanity Talk Radio. When my son started having behavior. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.